What's good? What's good, party people? I am Candia Johnson, your host of Candid Conversations. I hope you all are maintaining your peace, health, and wellness. I've been trying. Listen, I'm taking it day by day. Sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. But the beauty of the situation is I'm here with you today. Anywho, today I want to talk about the power of questions. One of the most underestimated skills that can help you not only advance and succeed in your career, but it also can help you build and strengthen your relationships in your personal life as well, is asking questions. When you think about finding clarity, many of us struggle, right, with just being clear, having a clear vision for our life, or even just being clear in terms of where we stand in our relationships. When we think about managing conflict with people at work, when we think about developing better services, or even landing your dream job or dream client, chances are your success can be found in asking the right questions. Even when you think about the success of companies like Uber and Lyft, those rideshare companies, when you think about Airbnb, they are successful because they decided to question the status quo. They questioned things like people's apparent commitment to safety. I remember listening to the founder of Airbnb. He was on a podcast. And he talked about the very early startup stages of Airbnb and when he had the opportunity to pitch Airbnb. I think that it was a room full of about 22 investors and all of them turned him down or maybe it was 21 of them turned him down and then the 20 and then one of them gave him some really, really good advice. Anywho, they turned him down because they said people would never trust to stay in a stranger's home and look at us now. (laughs) Here we are. Most of us have either stayed in an Airbnb or know someone who knows someone who stayed in an Airbnb. We've hopped in a stranger's car who had that Uber or Lyft sign in the car. Or we know someone who's hopped in an Uber or Lyft. (laughs) This type of billion dollar success started from the power of asking questions. And sometimes it's not even about questioning other people. It's simply questioning our very own thoughts, our own ways of thinking, doing, and believing. It's questioning the status quo that we each have in our own individual families or communities. Just like you update your phone, you have to update your belief system. Some of those, the the status quo, the principles and beliefs that you were raised to believe, you know, believe and live by don't apply anymore. (laughs) I always say this, not questioning what you've been raised to believe as a child is a problem. Sometimes the habits and beliefs that helped you reach a certain level of success are now the habits and beliefs that are keeping you stuck in life. Sometimes the habits and beliefs that helped you reach a certain level of success are now the habits and beliefs that are ruining your relationships, your relationships, you know, your intimate relationships, your relationships with friends, your professional relationships. At some point, 
at several points, I should say, during your life, you have to pause and question everything, question your ways of thinking, believing, and doing. Because a lot of the times, the stress, the friction in your life is coming from within. It's coming from the fact that you have not questioned your old ways of thinking, doing, and believing. At what point are your beliefs, your habits, your principles that you were raised to believe, at what point are they now undermining the vision you want to create for your life? You got to question everything, people. By developing, for me, you know, by developing a disciplined practice, and when I say a disciplined practice, I mean even when I have negative thoughts every day, I have limiting thoughts every day, or even, you know, in my business quarterly, that's a disciplined practice for me to just question, you know, analytics and question patterns and uh, question why things aren't happening. So by developing a disciplined practice of asking questions across all areas of our lives, relationships, career, health, you can create more confidence in yourself and design a life that's more aligned with your vision, your dreams, and your aspirations. You know, this morning, it was funny. I was talking to one of my really good girlfriends. And usually we talk early in the morning. I never talk to her when she's at home in the morning. 7.30 in the morning, we're on the phone, and she's out and about. Out and about, okay? And she got a house full. I mean, she got about five kids, a husband, a dog, a cat. No, she don't have a cat, but she does have like a turtle or a rabbit or something. I lost count. Okay. But she's out and about. Okay. On air, doing errands, just doing some of everything at 730 in the morning. And so this morning though, when I talked to her, I said, girl, you at home? And she said, yes, I'm just going to lay in the bed and I'm just going to do me. I'm not going to, like, I had to say to myself, why do I need to be out getting my errands done so early in the morning? Why am I doing this? Why do I still have to do it this way? And I was so proud of her because she got the memo that at several points in your life, you have to stop and say, why am I still doing it this way? Why am I still creating this stress, this rush, this anxiety? Like it has to be done this way at this time. You have to ask yourself, does this belief still apply for me and my family or me and my husband or significant other or your wife? Is this way or my approach to handling problems or challenges, is this still working for me? Or is it working against me? How is reacting in this way helping me achieve my goals? When it comes to your thoughts, how do I know what I am assuming is true? Who told me this? Sometimes I have to self-check myself like, Candy, a girl, who told you that? (laughs) So even when it comes to yourself, You have to develop that disciplined practice of a pause and then a question. I also believe asking questions is a critical thinking skill that's missing from the world today. And this is why in the United States, let me just speak for the United States as a country, we are so very divided right now. I believe empathy and compassion is one of the things that are missing. Just seeing things from another person's perspective, being open to that. And you cannot have empathy without asking questions. 
You cannot build unity without questioning yourself and asking questions to get a better understanding of the people you live with or work with or just the people who are around you. You cannot grow out of those old ways of thinking and doing and believing without questioning your belief systems. You know, while journalists, lawyers, uh, who else? Maybe educators. While journalists and lawyers and educators attend school and, and we're taught how to ask questions, it's a, an essential part of their training in school. It also needs to be a part of everyone's training because questioning truly allows you to gain more facts and perspectives about a situation or a person. Many people are afraid of asking questions. So I, I'm, I'm clear about that. And, I, and again, I believe it just stems back to our childhood. At some point during our journey from childhood to adulthood, many of us, including me, were told to stop asking questions. You were probably punished for asking too many questions. It's like the three-year-old who keeps asking you why about everything. You know, in the beginning you think it's cute, but then after a while you're like, okay, don't ask me why anymore. <laughs> I believe it starts right then and there. Because then you start to feel like, oh, I don't want to annoy this person. I don't want to tick this person off. I don't want to question authority. And this is why many of us are stuck, confused, and miserable. Because we don't want to ask questions or we are afraid to ask questions. So we suffer in silence in meetings and we don't ask questions because we think it's going to look like, you know, we're trying to be disrespectful. <laughs> we don't want to make the other person uncomfortable. Not asking questions, people, quickly shuts down an opportunity. An opportunity to land your dream job or a client, an opportunity to grow your relationships, or even just say, you know what? This relationship is not going to work for me. Your freedom as an individual, your self-worth, it's all tied to mastering the skill of questioning. When you think about getting through moments of conflict, gaining more clarity, asking questions is key. I always call this leading with a spirit of curiosity because questions, particularly open-ended questions, now open-ended questions don't have a simple yes or no. Open-ended questions create a space and an opportunity to allow for conversations, right? So for me, I'll give you the best example. Let's say you are talking with a friend who just returned from vacationing in Nairobi, Kenya. Instead of saying, did you have a nice time vacationing in Nairobi, Kenya? You would ask, what did you enjoy most about your vacation in Nairobi, Kenya? So this type of open-ended question creates an opportunity for a meaningful conversation. I often ask myself before having a conversation with someone, how can I remain curious and open to learning something new about this situation or about this person? One of my favorite books uh, is Dare to Lead by Dr. Brene Brown. In fact, this was our, our book this month and my She Deserves More coaching group. And she 
coined this term rumble starters. Rumble starters are ways to understand why someone is behaving the way they do. And it helps you begin a difficult conversation. And so some of the rumble starters that I've often used along with questions, especially when it comes to uh, having a difficult conversation with someone. So one of them is, I'm curious about, help me understand, walk me through how you see things. I'm working from these set of assumptions. What about you? These types of questions from me are rooted in curiosity. It's rooted in an ability to uh, ask a question, but then also listen, (laughs) reflect, probe, and respond. And so when you're thinking about even a networking event, Having a discussion in a meeting at work about a project or, you know, differences in opinions. These rumble starters are a great way to break the ice. And also it helps set the tone that you are interested in what the other person has to say. And I cannot say this enough. As you climb that ladder of success, right? Whatever that looks like for you, your relationships become even more important than your skills, really. (laughs) And so learning how to become more interested in what other people are faced with learning how to see things from another person's perspective, learning how to speak the language of people that you are trying to persuade. Uh, You know, maybe if you're pitching someone in business or you are, you know, preparing for a job interview, the root of that success comes down to your ability to ask questions. One of my favorite questioning techniques is the five whys. Now, the five whys is a problem-solving approach that was developed by the founder of Toyota. And I want to say two years ago, I was doing some research on this approach. And there was an article that said that they still use that approach today, the five whys approach. It's a project management technique, but it's still a project management for problem-solving. But it's still being used, apparently, at Toyota. And so here's how it works. When a problem occurs, you ask why five times to get to the root cause of the problem. Now, here's why I love this. We usually dig two levels deep and select a response that serves us, particularly when there's some sort of conflict or there's some sort of problem, either at work or even in our personal lives. We dig two levels deep or we select a response, the most obvious answer that matches our prior experience. Ultimately, this leads us to two uh, things that leads to even greater conflict. One, it leads us to treat the symptom and not the cause. Or two, it leads us to assume something that's totally not true. 
We often assume to fulfill our immediate need to know, and that often gets us in trouble time and time and time again. So when you're using the five whys approach, that deeper level of question prompts you to think more deeply about some other reasons why something may have happened. Because it's really human nature for many of us to ask one or two questions, but we dare not ask three or five questions related to a topic because our brains start to tell us that you're being annoying. (laughs) It's not right to question an authority figure. Don't ask three or four questions because you're going to piss somebody off. So using the five whys approach can help you dig just a little bit deeper and gain clarity as to the root cause of a problem. It can help you even see things from another person's perspective because typically our first answers to a problem or conflict, usually it addresses the most obvious aspects of a problem when that's not really it. (laughs) Let me tell y'all a quick story. At the height of the pandemic, I submitted three proposals. I was working with three companies quite closely. In fact, I'd worked with them maybe over the last two to three years. And as I submitted the proposal, I want to say within 72 hours, companies, the world began to shut down, particularly in the United States, right? And companies were figuring things out. They were allowing employees to work from home. And so my proposals were based on doing these in-person workshops at their national conferences and training events. And so I did not hear back from not one client. And of course, Candia's brain went to assuming and writing a whole book chapter and verse about how they hated the proposal. One of my clients probably got coronavirus and she can't respond. One of my clients ignored me. I had just came up with a list of assumptions about why (laughs) no one responded to my proposal because I immediately thought, you know, things were shutting down and people just decided Candia didn't need a response right now. She should just know this. we're working from home and trying to figure things out. And one of my clients reached out to me on LinkedIn and she said, hey, I was wondering, I haven't received your proposal and I know we talked several times. So I just want to make sure you're okay because I'm looking forward to it. The team is looking forward to it. And so that was a note to sell for me because I had built up so many assumptions about things that were totally off. It was really based on the fact that they never received my email. Was something wrong with my system. So you have to allow room to challenge and question your thoughts. The question allows you, the repeated questions allow you to think more deeply about why something may have happened. So on the one hand, you can use the five whys in conflict or or problem solving to kind of push your thoughts and beliefs about why something has happened. You can use it in that way, but you can also use 
five whys or even three whys. I think even three to five whys can be helpful. You can also use that to gain clarity and a better understanding of who you are working with and how you can meet their needs. So for me, particularly because I do a lot of pitching and proposal writing for my workshops, I've adapted three to five whys a bit to help me communicate more effectively and persuasively when I am submitting or crafting a proposal for a client. So for me, the three to five whys become rooted in the client's perspective. For instance, Candia, why should I hire you? Why should I trust you, Candia, to help me? Why should I choose you over them, Candia? Why is this important right now? Why should I do what you're telling me to do right now versus later? And Candia, why do you do what you do again? And why should I pay you more? So each and every time that I am meeting with a client, each and every time I'm trying to get a better understanding of their needs. And at the same time, I'm trying to persuade them to hire your girl. I go through a series of whys to prepare myself for that meeting, to craft a more effective and relatable proposal for them. So they could say, oh, Candia gets us. And we could fully trust her to get this job done because of the information that she's included, her experiences, the challenges, and the results that she's gotten for other people. We can fully trust her to do the job. And it all starts because I take myself through a series of whys based on the client. And the whys, when it's coming from the client perspective, these questions are going to require you to do some research about the person or the company you are trying to persuade because your responses have to reflect who they are and what they need at that moment. And your responses don't have to be long-winded. So typically for me, as I'm going through the five whys, you know, it's kind of one to two sentence short stories, right? Maybe one to three sentences. But ultimately, your responses to these questions can help the person you are trying to persuade ultimately invest in the business of you. Because you have to understand when you are trying to uh, persuade someone to invest in who you are and what you have to offer, everyone comes to the table thinking, what can you do for me? And why should I trust you to do it? (laughs) Even when you think about, let's say, if you want to gain media coverage, right? Because you've launched a new consulting or training company, and now you want to become a go-to authority in your field or industry. Before you even think about reaching out or pitching a media outlet or a journalist, you have to stop, pause, and ask yourself, why? What are you trying to pitch? And why is this important? For this particular publication, why should the audience who reads this publication care about what you have to say? What's news for you ain't news for them. (laughs) Why is it relevant? Why should it matter to this audience right now? Why should I send my pitch to this particular TV producer or this particular journalist at this publication? It all goes back to why. So asking... Why three to five times digging a little deep 
can help you adapt your message. It can help you make sure that you're reaching the right person. It can help you make sure that it suits the needs of the people or the publication you are trying to pitch. Ultimately, questioning can be a powerful tool if you make room for it. (laughs) I want to encourage you today to adopt a disciplined habit of questioning across all areas of your life and business. If you're in business right now, at a certain point, you have to stop and pause and question and look at the analytics behind your systems. You have to uh, create an opportunity to ask your audience, your customers questions about your level of service or the product or service that you're delivering and how you can meet their needs even better. You have to question your ways of thinking, doing, and believing. And you have to look at it almost, you know, kind of like I on a piece of paper right next to each other and ask yourself, this is my vision and these are my habits and beliefs and my ways of doing things. Is this going to, are my behaviors, are my beliefs, are, are they now undermining the vision that I want to create for my life. So that is it, party people. Let me know what you think about this episode of Candid Conversations. Please share, leave me a comment, and also subscribe. I will talk to you all soon. Bye.